Good day. Today is the day. I'm Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm Craig. And we are Messer Brothers Presents. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, man. Craig, I'm going to tell you something, and you might be surprised. All right, what's that? You want to guess what it is? Um, You won the lottery. No, if I did that, I'd keep it to myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... Uh, I've been listening to some 80s rock. I'm shocked. I know. What kind? Who? Uh, today, I was mowing the grass. I listened to L.A. Guns. L.A. Guns, what do they sing? Uh, I think their most popular one is called The Ballad of Jane. Okay. Outside, out sure of uh, L.A. Guns, few, like, um, one or two, a few of their members joined up with some other guys and Turned into Guns and Roses. Oh, that's some hair metal stuff, right? They like Guns is more hair metal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like Molly Crew. Except better than Molly. <laughs> Molly Crew's has all, they're decent. They have more that stuff. I don't know. It sounded like a good time. And I figured in today's, the way things are today, we need some good times. And it just Peace felt time. like, yeah, let's listen to some have fun music. I used to love 80s rock. 80s rock. But then you started it. You heard enough of it on Modern Country Radio a few years ago. Yes, it was the same <laughs> stuff, but worse. Worse version. Yeah. Uh, I still like 80s rock. Not as much as I did, but I used to, that's about all I listened to for a while. Yeah. How's your day been so far? Uh, it's been all right. I was trying to work on some cabinets. Cabinets? Yeah, in my house. What are you trying to do to them? I was going to redo them. Redo them Sand how? Sand them down and painted them, and then I was going to put them back up, but... Uh, didn't Kinda. you paint them the other day? Yeah, but today I was going to hang them, and I didn't do Did you go good. pick them up? Yeah, I went and got them. Did you get uh, handles for them? Yeah, no, I didn't get handles. I just got, uh, <laughs> I just well, got hinges. Hang- the hinges. Why would you buy hinges out the handles? I, know, I figured I could just open it by not using a handle, just on the side. I'm sure Katie will love that. Well, it didn't work well. I didn't think so. So now Did I have like half of them. To, no, she's not seeing it yet. It's How bad. Did it look bad? Yeah, it's bad, real bad. They're ugly. I took some of them down because they look so bad. If I'd have been there to help you, but they'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're they're bad. <laughs> How bad? But we're gonna. Eh. What's bad about it? The paint job. No, yeah, it's a lot of white. There's one paint job that's real good. It's I know extremely of. Extremely white in that room now. I painted one of them. Um, it turned so out fantastic. We're just gonna not even pay it any attention. Just act like I didn't do anything. <laughs> that's the best bet. <laughs> as ugly as it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, go paint it a different color. It's not just the paint; it, they didn't hang right. Wait, you just didn't hang them correctly. I guess. I guess I just didn't do it right. Okay. Try to be handy. It didn't work out too well. Non-handyman crazy. <laughs> Last night was a uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, who won? I have no idea. I didn't watch it. Uh, it was actually a two-nighter, Saturday I think, and Sunday. Uh, Don't that? say, people. Never mind, go ahead. If you know, I don't I know. thought I saw on ESPN it said something about Gronkowski won something. Rob Gronkowski yeah, from the wrestling? Patriots? Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch wrestling. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I messed ESPN was showing WrestleMania from 2019 last night, and I put it on there for about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Was it good? <laughs> it was uh, Ric Flair's daughter. Daughter? Some other girl. <laughs> and Ronda Rousey. Oh, gosh. In a, like a three-way match. Huh. He was. I could probably get into watching it. 
scripted scripted wrestling. It's a, <laughs> and if you you go into it knowing it's not exactly not real. Well, I guess. You just go for the entertainment value. Yeah. I saw that uh, ESPN and the NBA were going to try to air some games of horse. <laughs> Who would they get to play? I don't know. Said they were trying to coordinate it all. Well, they'd probably, probably be a lot of people watch that. I would watch. Did you watch The Walking Dead? No, I did not. Why, why not? I don't know. I went to sleep early. Wasn't like it the o'clock. de facto season finale? It's supposed to be the one before the season finale, I think. <laughs> I bet it was a mess. This whole season's been a mess. It's been a mess the last, like, four seasons. <laughs> I don't even know why I keep watching it. Time to end it. I just I just watch it now because I've spent so much time watching it up to this so point. I can't just quit. It. Keep it down. I wish they would have ended it long ago, long ago. Long ago and far away. Craig, how do you think of that? This old wood-looking paneling would look in my house. Good, and I know where you can get a bunch of it. You have a bunch still? I have a bunch. You think that would look good or real wood? Cause I, I like this. I can get a bunch of... I have a, I mean, I don't really have a shortage of real wood. I say I have a bunch. It might be cracked some. I don't know how good it could be pieced together. I don't think I'll do this. Okay. I think I'll put <laughs> on my inside walls like half real wood. Halfway up the wall, wood. The other half, drywall. And paint it. That'd be good. All right, well. That'll look good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Craig. We ready to start our... Tell everybody what our uh, topic is today. All right, today we're going to discuss the Georgia Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones are located in Elberton, Georgia. Which is close to Atlanta. About two hours. Um, away from Georgia. So not... That's close as... If you don't know what the Georgia Guidestones are, do not feel bad. I didn't know what they were till about, oh, about 10.30 this morning <laughs> when Craig said that's what we were doing this morning. <laughs> he changed it on me. We had planned on something else. He's like, no, we're doing it on this. Well, the thing we... Uh, and I said, I don't know what that is, but I'll uh, I'll see what I can find. So I didn't find much, but Craig's the, Craig's the Georgia Guidestone expert here. <laughs> Uh, I heard about these, you know, honestly, I've not known about them too long of a time. Probably, well, I'll say that, maybe 10 years. This is not something I learned about on Unsolved Mysteries, not nothing like that. I don't even remember where I first heard of them. Probably on the Travel Channel, most likely. I was probably watching something on Stonehenge and this, they started talking about these. Yes. So, the Georgia Guidestones were built and put up and finalized in 1980 um, by a man that went by the name, what was his name? R.C. Christian. R.C. Christian. Well, he he was the mastermind behind it. Right. But that's not even a real name. No, he said he told the people it was a pseudonym. Um, and we really don't know who he was with, who he represented. But, uh... No idea. He showed up in Georgia in June of 1979, and his thing took, this took a long time to get put up. Yeah, they're pretty large. Um, Huge. And how big? Twenty foot? Is that correct? I think it was sixteen foot, four inches, or sixteen and a half feet, something like that. I think the each of the individual stones were that tall. Yeah. Okay. But counting the there's capstone. Counting right? the capstone, it yeah. might have been pushing twenty feet. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure right at twenty with the capstone. Yeah. Um, I think they, they said it weighed like a each of the four stones. The four main stones weighed over forty thousand pounds a piece. 
And uh, for those of you who don't know, which is probably most of you, <laughs> Elberton, Georgia is the granite capital of the world. Right. And uh, this stone monument was made out of granite. I say that's why one of the big draws to why he came to this place. Yeah. Um, it's sometimes actually referred to as American Stonehenge. Um, so it's been there, you know, pretty good while. It, it's capable of withstanding a uh, earthquake. Like it's well, it's uh, built to withstand pretty much any natural disaster. When he walked into the granite store, yep, not I don't know. It was it was the yeah. Elberton Granite Finishing yeah. Company. Yeah, when he, he walked in to. there, he told the what was his name, the guy who owned it, Fendler. Yeah, Joe Fendler. Joe Fendler. He told Fendler, he said, it needs to be able to withstand like a apocalyptic circumstances. He said, this has to be standing when everything else is gone. Everything's gone. This needs to be there. And he said that he was working on behalf of a loyal group of small, small loyal group of Americans. Small loyal group. Of, um, he didn't say what group, where they're from. Yeah. But he did say they've been planning this for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, he said that it, in the event of this cat, catastrophic event... Um, that the stones would function as a compass, a calendar, and a clock. A compass, a calendar, and a clock. With these stones. Five and, stones and the capstone. And ten guidelines. Yeah, ten guidelines. Which we'll get into in a little we bit. Um, Hold your breath. Joe, the Fendler, pretty much thought this guy was a nut. Yeah. I mean... They, <laughs> they said... He said... Uh, he gave him something out. Rageous quote. Yeah. He, he said, said, I was trying to get him not to do it. <laughs> yeah. And the guy seemed not to care. So then he said, well, uh, then he said, is there a banker I can trust? And he said, he, Fendler thought, here's my opportunity to get rid of this guy. So he told him a bank to go to. Then he called the owner of the bank and said, I'm sending a kook your way who wants to build a giant monument. <laughs> but then when the bank owner saw him come in and saw how he was dressed and he started to take him a little more seriously because he was dressed very eloquently with a very expensive suit. And he spoke in a way that made him think he wasn't just some kook. Yeah. When he went into the granite, what was the granite place? Elberton. Elberton granite Finishing Company. Yeah. He told him he needed a monument. He told him how big it needed to be. Told him what it was for. And the guy just thought he was a nut. Yeah. He said... I'm going to put up a a guide to survive the apocalypse and how to rebuild a better society after the apocalypse. So he didn't... He wanted to put guidelines on how to build a society better than the one he was currently living in after the apocalypse occurred. He told him what all it was going to be. He said, clock, compass, calendar. And then he sent him over to the bank. So he made the scale model of the guidestones and 10 pages of specifications. Uh, before this, he had already purchased five acres of land uh, in October from a farm owner named Wayne Mullinex. Wayne what? Mullinex. Mullinex. Yeah, Mullinex. Yeah. Uh, Mullinex and his children, he, he let Mullinex keep the lifetime rights for his cattle to graze on the, on the area. He just wanted... To be able to put the monument there. Um, and Mullinax's, he owned a construction company, and they he allowed them to do the foundation for the guide 
stones. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure one of the other specifics about it was they couldn't build anything else on the like. I know he did not want this to grow into some tourist attraction. He wanted it to be the monument, and that's it. Yeah. Like, you couldn't build a visitor center or, yeah. you know, and a uh, little knick-knack shop or anything. He paid $5,000 for the five acres. Yeah. Which, you know. But then, after he, uh, not long after, he signed it all over back to Elberton County. Yep. So, the county actually. And they still have all the papers he sent in their courthouse. But they don't know who he is. Nope. <laughs> like, it's all under the pseudonym and nobody really knows. Um, oh, we need to get into that somehow. The pseudonym? He told the banker, the banker needed proof. He said, I need to know that you can pay for this. He said, I have to know who you are. So he, uh, the guy going by R.C. Christian, he said, I'll tell you who I am and who I'm with. And he made him sign a... Non-disclosure. It was a, he called it a confidentiality. Yeah. Did you read all this? No. I didn't know any of this. He made him sign a confidentiality (laughs) agreement. And in this agreement, it said, R.C. Christian agreed to tell him everything about who he was, who he was working with, and what they were doing. So the banker's name was Wyatt Martin. He told Wyatt Martin he would tell him all his information, and the only stipulation was he had to, he could never tell a soul. He was the only person who was allowed to know and after all his dealings were finished with, he would destroy all of the documents, anything that he had signed, anything that had any information on this R.C. Christian, his real name, the group he was with, every document would be destroyed. He did it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Banker Martin yeah. was the only one who ever knew anything yeah, about, knew the truth. Yeah. Is he still living? <sighs> I believe he is. As of two, I read a, an article... From about 2010 or 11, and he was still alive. Okay. And he had done every, he had never told a soul, but the only thing he hadn't done, he hadn't destroyed anything. Ah. He said he had all of the, at the time when I read this, at the time it was, he was interviewed, he had kept it all and had it in his garage. Okay. In a, but he said he wouldn't let anybody see it. So I don't know why he was keeping it. Shocked somebody hadn't stolen it yet. So he better get rid. I hope he got rid of it before he died because somebody would have looked at it. Yeah, somebody will know. Yeah. Um, that may be the guy. I watched a video earlier. It may be him because he said he knew who he was. So it, it probably was He him. was the only man who knew. Yeah. And he said, um, there's a theory that the video I watched, there's this guy that, <clears throat> there's this man that rides his motorcycle over there every day next to the Guidestones. To the Guidestones? Every day. And he's, they were telling the, the reporter, he's like, I come here every day. And they said, why? And he said, because there's a time capsule underneath. And he said, when the time's right, we're going to be able to get the time capsule out. <laughs> and he and said, we're going to be able to see what's in it. So this time capsule, it's and, just going to rise to the I surface? I don't know. Because he was like, they were like, okay. <laughs> and then they talked to the guy that knows everything. And they said, is there a time capsule underneath? And he said, I can't say yes. I can't say no. And they were like. Is there a time capsule underneath? And he said, I'm not going to say. And he said, they said, well, will it be open one day? And he said, I'm not going to say. He said, I can't tell you. So it's still very, there's a mystery there. There's something to that. There is, yeah. Um, that, I mean, if there is, I mean, eventually it's going to come out. Yeah. I don't know what they're waiting for. Um, 
Anyway, so let's get into what's actually on the Yeah, what's on, on the, the Godstones. So on the stones, um, there's eight different languages and one language on each face. So there's four standing large rocks. Uh, moving clockwise around the structure, the, it's, it starts with English, goes to Spanish, Swahili, Hindu, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. Um, there's ten things wrote uh, in each language. It's like ten... It's very similar to the Ten Commandments from yeah, the Bible. Ba- ba- that's kind of what it's how it's set up. So number one on the stone is maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Number four, rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duty. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And number ten, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. So what do you think? What do I think about... About this. About what he wrote? Yeah, I mean, what do you think about those ten things? I think it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a little nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... that's I, I'm taking it, that's rules. Uh, Basically for a new society. I'm taking, yeah. Like if the... The world came to an end, and they were trying to become start a new society, start a new world. That would be the this is how to do it. Yeah. So there's another stone. Let me get into that first, and then okay. again, and then we'll go back to this one. So there's an explanation or explanatory tablet, as it's known. Um, it's set alongside the other stone, so it's a few feet west of it. It's in a big granite ledger that has a set level with the ground. Um, it sits level with the ground, rather. It identifies the structure and the languages used on it and lists various facts about the size, weight, and astronomical features of the stones, the date it was installed, and the sponsors of the project. It also talks about the time capsule that I mentioned earlier and says that it's buried underneath that tablet. Um, spaces on the stone are reserved for filling in dates on which the capsule was buried and to be open. But that's not being inscribed yet. The open date. So we don't know if the time capsule was put in the place for sure. Um, the complete text and exp- on it is as follows. The Georgia Guidestone Center Cluster erected March 22nd, 1980. Below that it says, Let these be guidestones to the age of reason. Um... Around the edges of the square are written translations to the four ancient languages, one per edge. Uh, Babylonian, Classical Greek, Sanskrit, and Ancient Egyptians, which is in the hieroglyphs. Um, And then it says, Astronomical features, channel through stone indicates celestial pole, 
Number two, horizontal slot indicates annual travel of the sun. Number three, sunbeam through capstone mark noontime throughout the year. And then it says author, R.C. Christian, a pseudonym. Sponsors, a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. Time capsule, place six feet below this spot on, and then a blank, to be open on blank. So no dates are engraved at all. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's just odd. Yeah. But, uh, these, it's strange. These big stones, the God stones have slots cut into them. Yeah. And it, you can use it as a clock. Any time of the day you go, if you know how to do it, you can tell what time it is by looking through the slots. You can tell what day of the year it is. At night, by looking at the stars through the slots. Whoever the whoever designed this thing was pretty much a genius. They're extremely smart. I mean, they knew exactly where to place and, uh, everything the way it needed to be in this exact location. Findlay, Findlay, yeah, the guy who owned the granite company. It was so intricate, so complicated. He had to bring in some the uh, people from a, of a like astronomers from the University of Georgia to help him get this thing right because he had no idea how to do it. Yeah. So they had to get it set perfectly with the guy's instructions and it was laid out. I mean, it was laid out perfect. Yeah. And I guess it was that way so in the event of an apocalypse, no technology, no watches, no anything, you come to these rocks and you know what day it is, what time it is. You know everything. Yeah. You know what direction you're facing. So it sounds like in the event of mass hysteria and something just destroying everything, this is going to be like the center of the world. Yeah. That's basically. what it, yeah. Basically, this is intended to be the spot you go to for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the whole t- list of 10. It's just, it's, I don't know. I, I'm really, it's really weird. I don't know why mm. any group of people would want to make this. Um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, being right in the middle of where it is, Georgia, right in the Bible Belt, it was not very well. It didn't wasn't perceived very well. Yeah, it was called many things. One of them was the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist, yeah. Antichrist. The so people said, "Oh, there are going to be satanic rituals take place here." All kinds of stuff said about it. Uh, yeah, I um, did read that a group of witches. Said this was their home away from home, and they come there a few times a year. That's nice. And there was one wedding took place between a witch and a warlock. There at this place. And uh, there at the time when it was put up, there was a preacher said something like, "Ah, there's going to be sacrifices take place here." And from what the best I could tell, there have been no human sacrifices, but there uh, have been some chicken sacrifices. (laughs) <laughs> so something they do something there. Um the 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 rule that kind of creeps me out the most is maintain humanity under 500 million. And right now we're what? Over 7 billion. Yeah. I mean, the United States alone is at like what? 300 million? 300 something million. So so we could kill the whole world except for the United States and we'd be under. Yeah, be under. So it's just it's it's a strange thing to it is weird to want to limit the world to that yeah and then guide reproduction which you would have to 
Yeah, if you I mean, wanted if to you, keep your it under 500,000. Yeah, you would have to got it. They'd be like, oh, like if you're fat, you better, oh, you're not going to reproduce because yeah. you're going to have a fat baby. <laughs> it says improve physical fitness. Ain't that what it yeah. says? Um, and then they, you know, basically want a one world government because it says yeah. one yeah. new language. Everybody speak the same language and <laughs> one have a big court Big system. court, yeah. World disputes are like let other court. Let each nation take care of themselves, but if something happened, take it to the world court. Yeah. And who's going to oversee that? R.C. and his minion, the friends. <laughs> his 20 friends. His 20 friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, nothing's... R.C. kind of disappeared. Oh, he um, said group after... Of people a, haven't... After he bought the land, he secured it, they said, and he put a... He secured the land. He, uh... He told the banker, he said, yeah. He told the banker and Findlay, he said, yeah. After a day, you'll never see me again. He left. And any, if they ever did any type of communication, it was mainly over letter writing. And every now and then he would get a phone call. Yeah. And he said, any, the banker, Martin, he said that every letter he got was from a different place in the world. He said he never got one letter from the same place. Just, it's, a, I don't know. He said he was all different countries every time, nowhere the same. Uh, I mean, I can't help but think it's kind of satanic. I mean, in a sense. I see it I, that way. I mean, uh, a lot of conspiracy I mean, a lot of people call it the, theorists say the guidelines of the New World Order. Yeah, I mean, that's just something like that. how it sounds to me. Um, I see what they think. There's that. a few different theories. There's. My favorite theory on it is obviously the New World Order. Uh, I think that's it was set up for an either either through catastrophe or through a pandemic or through some situation that affects everybody in the world. We're going to set up a New World Order, and this wanted to be the guidelines, um, and that's their hope. I don't for that to happen. I think something would have to take down the current order and bring along that. Um, and to me, that's well, uh, of a this R.C. Christian fellow. He said uh, in his talkings with Findlay when he first showed up that day in 1979, he said, "I want to put up guidelines for the apocalypse." And he said, "And uh, their guidelines for how to build a new society after this current society destroys itself." Yeah. So apparently, he didn't. Him and his group. They just thought the way the world was going at the time, we were going to destroy ourselves. Yeah. So, so that's what he was. We were going to cause it. The way the world had become, it was going to cause its own collapse. And then the people that were left were to rebuild using that. Hmm. He didn't say what the apocalypse was. He just said they would bring it on themselves. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, that was when? 1979? 79, 80. When did uh, when did all these talks of nuclear war start showing I mean, up? This was, you know, the Cold War was in its still going at this time. So he might have thought I mean, maybe oh, he thought on. that was what was going to happen. Maybe. Um. So who is RC Christian? We don't know. Um. I saw a thing. Somebody thinks that it was Ted Turner. I don't know who that is. The billionaire Ted Turner. Never He's got a lot of weird globalist ideas. He owned he owned the Atlanta Braves at one time. He started CNN. 
Turner Broadcast Station, TBS. Oh. Um, you know, he's got a lot of these ideas. I mean, this is pretty much fits down his alley. So, you know, maybe he is connected to that. But if it was Ted Turner, I don't think he would need a bank. Um, the backing of a bank to do it because he's a billionaire. But maybe he wanted to do it in private and nobody really knew who he was. So he did it that way. I think that someone like him would have been recognized. Well, maybe he's behind it and sent out his his little demonic minions to... Demonic do, minions. Do the bidding. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We'll probably not ever know. Um, unless that guy that kept all the papers... Martin? Why yeah, is Martin? Unless he... I don't think he will. I think... Yeah, I mean... He shouldn't. Told him he wouldn't do it. No. Um... But, you you know, want to hear, would you like to hear my theory on what yeah, this place what is? Yeah, what do you think? My theory is this R.C. Christian man, I believe he made up the story about him and his 20 Americans. Yeah. And he just wanted to do something. Just to do it? Because uh, one of the last conversations that he had with Martin, they kept in touch up until the the last time he talked to, they talked to each other was right before... 9-11-2001. Huh. Because, uh... R.C. Christian, he called him and said, uh... I'm not too far from you. I just got off a plane in Atlanta. And he said that's the last time we talked to him. He never heard from him again. That's interesting. But one of the things he told him was... The secret has to die with me and you. He said, because that's... Uh... One of the things about a mystery is... You can't let people know too much. Right. I think he just Maybe. wanted people to have some... He just wanted to do something that made no sense just to give people... We're still talking about it 40 yeah. years later. He just created a mystery. He might have just created a mystery. That's, because He was a rich old man who had nothing else to do. Why that's, not? That's a good theory. That's my theory. That's actually probably what it... It probably is something like that. He said, this will... Put it right in the middle of Atlanta. He's like... He might have thought, this little... uh this little granite town in Georgia could use the money. Yeah. Let's put this here. Bring tourists. Tourists still go to it. Yeah. It's really spent, not a bad idea. He spent over... The thing cost $300,000 in yeah. 1980. It's a lot of money. He's like, why not? Let's bring this place some money and let's give people... Let's stir something up. People are not going to like it here in the South with the all these the evangelistic Christians. They're not going to like these whatever right on here. And people are going to wonder what it means for years to come, and they have. That's really good. Really good. That's my theory. Good possibility. Yeah, I'll go with that, too. I mean, it's that makes more sense than it actually being something of real meaning. Yeah. <laughs> Just for him to have people wonder about it. All right, so that pretty much concludes today's episode. Um, that's what we got on the rock. The monuments. Not the rock. <laughs> the big old stone granite monuments. So we wanted to keep we wanted to keep this episode short. Um we're going to have a pretty substantial episode coming up. It may uh, be a what do you think? Two parts, three parts. Yeah, maybe at least it might be it plan on two, maybe even three parts. Yeah. Um it's gonna be a good one. I'm not gonna tell you what it's about. You're gonna have to come in and listen. So be ready for for a big, big episode or two or three. <laughs> yes. Anyway, you got any closing thoughts for us, Nick? 
I do, but I cannot share them at the moment. <laughs> Me too. All right, so uh, if you're listening, use your imagination and wonder what we're thinking. Yeah. You works. probably will never guess, but some of you might. <laughs> so, maybe. If you want to know, ask us. Yeah, email us. I'll let you know. I'll let you know <laughs> email. email. If you email us and want to know what we're really thinking right now, we will yes. tell you. <laughs> email us at themesserbrothers <laughs> at gmail.com. And I'll let you, I won't hold anything back. You're going to hear the truth. We speak the truth. The truth. <laughs> tell the truth. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing up my Will Smith here. <laughs> oh, what a movie. All right, guys. Yeah. I'm Craig. And I'm Nick. And we are. We are. Messer Brothers presents. Have a good one. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>